Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, Bezat Hashem, today we're starting Mesechet Shabbat, which is very exciting news for many reasons. First of all, it's the first Mesechet in Seder Moed. Right, we finished Brachot and we're starting now Shabbat, but Brachot is the Gemara, the only Gemara we have for Seder Zrayim. And Shabbat is the first Masechet in Seder Moed. So it's very exciting. We're doing a real Hatchala over here, not just doing Masechet, also in the Seder. It's very exciting. Now, just a brief introduction before we start this Mishnah, because today all we're going to do is the Mishnah, actually. We're doing Amud Yomi, so Zat Hashem. We know on Shabbat, there are certain things that we do actively to be mekadesh HaShabbat, to sanctify Shabbat. That's called Zachot Yom HaShabbat What does that mean? Is we actively do certain things to infuse kedusha, significant sanctity, into the day of Shabbat. There's also certain things we do, which is Shamor, which is Lota Sumelacha. There's certain things we refrain from, we don't do. And that also creates a certain atmosphere by not doing certain melachot, certain behaviors, certain actions. Okay? Now the general thought, the general rule, which we'll get to as we go through this Masechta, is that there are 39 av melachot on Shabbat. It's very important just to define the terms before we see this inside, but we know that there were 39 behaviors or actions done in constructing the Mishkan, and those are generally looked at as the 39 av melachot, primary melachot, that would be prohibited to do on Shabbat. Primary forms of work that are prohibited, asur, to do on Shabbat. Now, if there's a, a behavior that's very similar, it might also be an av melacha. If it's similar but not exactly the same, it could be called a tolada, or a derivative. Literally means a child, but it means a derivative, a byproduct of that, Essentially, an alacha, an av and a toldah are the same. Which means, in the sense that, if a person, chas v'shalom, does one of these avot melachot, the av melacha on Shabbat, so he's chayav. If he does the toldah, he's also chayav. Now, what you're chayav, I'll mention in a second, but that's the idea in general. The idea is, is that there's av melachot and there's toldot. That's the, the general rule. Now, this Mishnah picks, introduces to us the concept of hotza'ah, or yitziot ha-Shabbat that the concept of transference, of taking an item from one reshut to a different reshut. Oh. So in order to appreciate this, we have to understand, let's step back a second, that there is a halacha, we know it's very commonly called carrying, and allowed to carry on Shabbat. What is carrying? So there's different reshuyot regarding Shabbat. We have what's called a private domain, which is reshut hayachid, and a public domain, which is called reshut harabim. That's the general, okay, too. <coughs> There's actually two other domains also at Carmelit and Makom Ptor. We're not going to talk about that right now because it's not applicable right now. But let's just talk about private, Rishut HaYachid, Rishut HaRabim. Much of this Masech that happens to be talks about this idea of Hotza'ah, of carrying from one Rishut to another. A lot of the Masech that does. Tosafot actually explains three different reasons why the Masechta starts talking about Hotza'ah. Logically, what should the Masechta have started to talk about? How to keep Shabbat. So you could have said how to keep Shabbat, but you could have even started from Erev Shabbat. Meaning, 
if you're going in chronological order, so you don't start Shabbat on Shabbat, you start Shabbat on Erev Shabbat. What, what are the certain, and we're going to speak about things about like that in the Masechta later, certain things you're not allowed to do on Erev Shabbat because it could lead to problems on Shabbat itself. So Tosafot explains with three different answers why we start talking in this Masechta about Hotza'ah. That's the first thing. But just to understand, let's focus in on this because we're going to go through very technical examples today. What is this concept of Hotza'ah? So the Torah teaches us, Rashi actually alludes to this. He quotes a Pasuk. It says, Moshe Rabbeinu announced, if you look at Rashi, even before we see the Mishnah, just take a look at Rashi. He quotes a Pasuk. He says, um, He quotes a Pasuk. It's the uh, first narrow line in Rashi. If you look, he quotes a Pasuk there, which we'll speak more about later. Moshe Rabbeinu announced that the Jewish people should not bring things from Machane Israel, from the Jewish encampment, to Machane Leviya, to the Levi's encampment on Shabbat. They shouldn't do that because that would be considered carrying from their domain to a, pu- a different domain, the public domain, from private to public. That would be the issue. Sigmara here if you want. Rashi just quotes that Pasuk. Tosafot happens to be, he quotes a different Pasuk which has to associate it with the man, which also there was an issue for the people to bring their vessels outside of the camp to collect man on Shabbat, it would also be a similar issue of transferring an item from one domain to another. Now, just one last point before we get into the Mishnah. Really, the Psukim allude to this idea using the concept of Hotza'ah. Hotza'ah would be taking from private, an item from a private domain, out to a public domain. But Hachnasa, from public to private, is the same Isur. It's the same Isur, it's just considered a Tolada. But essentially, it's the same thing. Whether it's going from private to public, which is actually the Av, or, or the Tolada, the byproduct of that, which is from public to private, carrying something, would be equally problematic. Now, before we see the Mishnah inside, there's two components to make you Chayav and Shabbat for Hotza'ah, for, for, for carrying from one domain, transference of an item from one domain to another. There has to be an Akira. Akira means literally uprooting or lifting. So you lift an item, let's just take a simple example, in your private domain, Rishut HaYachid, and then you go outside to the public domain, you're not chayav yet. What do you still have to do? Hanacha. What's hanacha? Putting down. So to be chayav for outside, there's two important components. There has to be an akira, lifting in a private domain, or just in one domain, one reshut, going out to a public reshut harabim, and then hanacha, putting it down there. If you don't have both of these, you're not going to be chayav in a daoraita level. Okay, you might be chayav midrabanan, we'll see is isur drabanan, we should say. But you're not going to be chayav on a da'araita level. Sorry, I said last uh, introduction, but really there's a couple of other things here. When the Mishnayot say chayav, generally in this context, at least in this Mishnah, is chayav midoraita. Now, if you're chayav midoraita for, for a malachan Shabbat, what, what's the punishment? What's the outcome of that? Mitana. If it was bishogeg, unintentionally, koban chatat. If it was b'mezid, without edim without warning, without witnesses, so it's chayav karet. If it was with warning and with hatra'a, with edim and hatra'a, witnesses and warning, so then you'll be chayav skila. I mean, not you. Someone could be chayav skila. That's the three levels. Shogeg is chatat, mezid is karet. If it's mezid and you all said witnesses and warning, so then it's chayav skila, stoning in court. Which is b'faresia? Neither one. It just means edim and hatra'a. Edim and hatra'a, witnesses, and they warned you, that would be chayav skila. Now this Mishnah is going to tell us 
there are certain examples <clears throat> that you'll be chayav on a da'oraita level. There's certain examples that are asur on a drabanan level, but you won't be chayav midaraita, but it's asur still. And then there's certain examples which we'll get to, I'll, I'll, I'll speak out. There's not even, it's even mutar. It's completely mutar in the first place. So let me just introduce how it is, and we'll see how it breaks down in the Mishnah. If one person does both akira and anacha, from one domain to another, one reshut to another, he's chayav in a da'oraita level. If two people participate, one does the akira, one does the anacha, it's asur midrabanan. If one person does the akira and the anacha, and then there's another person who's simply passive, he's mikabel. We'll see. He's not chayav at all. Actually, as Rashi learns, it's even mutar lechatchila. That's what Rashi learns over here. Mutar lechatchila. Now let's go through the examples. It'll make more sense as we illustrate. We're going to try to be, be clear about this using an illustration. Now the Mishnah uses the example of an Aniyah and a Balabayit. It's really simply so that we could understand it better. Really the idea here is you have somebody standing outside in Rishut HaRabim and you have somebody standing inside in, public, in a private domain, Rishut HaYachid. Okay? The example that's used is Balabayit who's standing inside and Ani, a poor man who's coming, trying to solicit something from the from the uh, rich man, from the Balabayit, inside. So just to get a picture of that is, Ani comes along with his basket, let's say. He picks it up in the public domain. He transfers it into the private domain, gives it to the Balabayit. Now when he puts it in the Balabayit's hands, what happens just now? He did Akira in a public domain. It's just an example. And Anacha. And then anacha, putting it in the hands of the balabayit is considered anacha because your hand is considered already private domain. So akira, public domain. Hotza'a, transferring it, achnasa actually, but it means a transference of domain. Now it's in private domain. I put it in, the ani puts it in the, the balabayit's hands. That's anacha. Who's chayav? The ani. What about the balabayit? Lechatchila, it's mutar, because he's not doing anything. He's just passive. Okay, so we're going to go through now four examples of Chayav Da'oraita, and then we're going to have four other examples see in the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, Yitziot HaShabbat Shtayim Shehen Arba. When it comes to these transferences between one Rishut and another, it's Shtayim Shehen Arba. There are two, Shehen Arba Bifnim, sorry, two which are four inside, which means there's two uh, examples as we'll see where someone will be chayav, in this case, bifnim means the balabayit, we'll just use him as the example, he'll be chayav on a da'oraita level based on being inside, and it's shehein arba, it's four, because we're going to have two additional levels of rabbinic isur, not asur mi da'oraita, but asur mi da'rabanan, so it's shtayim shehein arba bifnim, two that are asur mi da'oraita for the one inside, that are going to be two more that are also asur mi da'rabanan, and also, we're going to have examples. Two mid'orait are going to be asur bachutz for the ani standing outside, asur and chayav, I should say, which have another two that are asur on a rabbinic level. That's why it's shtayim shehein arba. Two which are asur mid'orait. So with another two, which is a total of four, to bring you up to a total of four cases for the person standing bachutz, standing outside, to be asur, not chayav, because they're examples rabbanan, you're not chayav, but would be asur, asur, patur avalasur, that kind of thing. Fine. So let's go through the examples now. Just for clarity's sake, we're going to try to illustrate so we get it clear. Everybody clear about what we're working with here? Yossi, we good so far? Good. So Ketzad, the Mishnah first illustrates the examples of bachutz because that was the second item introduced in the Mishnah. 
Okay, let's start. So you have the poor man standing outside. Let's just make a, uh, an example here. This is the door. Okay, this is the doorway. You're going to be the balabayit. I'll be the ani. I don't mind. I'll be the ani. You're the balabayit. Okay, here's, here's the door. He's the balabayit. Okay, here's the door. This is the door of the house, okay. and it's Shabbat. Okay, so I'm standing. I'm the ani standing outside. This is my basket. I want to give it to you, and I want you to give me bread, whatever there it is. There is a fan or something that I... Uh, a, a door. Let's just, let's just say, try to keep things very simple. Mm-hmm. I'm in public domain. I'm in Rishut HaRabim. You're in Rishut HaYachid. Good. And there's a door, and I'm coming over to your house. Fine. Let's go like this. First example, Ketzad. The poor man standing outside. Okay? And the balabayit is standing inside. So I'm outside, you're inside. You're the balabayit. Okay? If the ani stretches his hands inside. So I take my basket. I want you to put bread in my basket. And I pick it up in public domain. So what did I just do? Akira. I'm the ani. Okay? I did akira in public domain. And then I stretch my hand through the doorway into your hand. I put the basket down into your hand. And he puts it in the hands of the balabayit. Okay, that's case number one. So what did I just do as the poor man? I did akiran reshut arabim, transference into a private domain, and then anacha into the hands of matan, the balabayit. So the middle step is necessary because otherwise you're not chayav. Exactly. So we just had case number one, which is where the Ani, the one Bachutz, does a Akira in public domain, transfers into Yachid, and then puts it down into Matan's Hanacha. hands, which is considered a Hanacha in private domain. Example number one. Uh-huh. Oh, alternatively, another way that I'll be Chayav outside, that I didn't give you something, but the opposite. You were holding in the, pub, in the private domain bread. Let's just say something, something, you were holding something in your house, I stretch my hand into your reshut. I stretch my hand into the private domain. So you were holding this. I take it from <coughs> your hand. And then I bring it outside to the public domain. And let's say I put it down. Let's say I put it down. It's, it's unfortunate. It's and I put it down. So I stretch my hand in, took something from your hand, which is considered akira. Okay. Bring it outside, put it down. Now I've done Akira Bishut Hayachid, Anacha Bishut Arabim. So says the Mishnah, but see, I brought it outside. Ha'ani Chayav. So the poor man is going to be Chayav in both of these examples. Patur. And this is where Rashi says, Lechatchila, he didn't even do anything wrong. Right? It's Mutar Lechatchila. There's no issue here. He was passive, completely passive. Entirely throughout this thing, he has done nothing wrong. He didn't do either Akira or Anacha. He's completely exempt. But the Ani in this case who did Akira and Anacha, either from the public to the private or the private to the public, either way, he is Chayav and Adaraita level. Clear? So yes. far, so good. Clear so far. Good. These are the examples of Shtayim Bachutz. <coughs> Shtayim to Isurei Daoraita for the man who's standing outside. Good, Matan, so far, yeah, so good? good. You got it? So it goes both ways. Yeah, it's like vice versa. Either he does the Akira outside, Anacha inside, or he does the Akira inside, Anacha outside, but either way, the guy who's standing outside is going to be Chayav Midoraita because he did both important parts of the Malacha to be Chayav. But ha- I... 
I don't understand how it's the, the separation between Av and Tolada here happens if the, it's the, basically almost the same action. We don't have to focus so much on that. The, the only point I was making is Achnasa, actually bringing inside, is the Tolada. But Midoraita, it's the same. The okay. Psak is the same. Lemaisa, it's the same. Okay. That was examples. First, we illustrated where we're talking about uh, the two ways the Ani standing Pachutz could be Chayab Midoraita. Now, let's talk about Bifnim. For the Balabayit standing inside, how will he be Chayab? Now, it's exactly the same thing, just in the reverse. So, mm-hmm. let's see. So now, let's go to the Balabayit. So we're going to talk about now Shtayim of the Omed Bifnim, of the Balabayit. Pashat Balabayit et Yado, the Balabayit stretches out his hand, okay? So you stretched out your hand through the doorway. Lachutz, outside. Venatan letoch yado shel ani. And you gave me, the ani outside, bread. Okay? So you picked up bread in your house, stretched your hand through the doorway, gave it to the ani outside, you did an akira inside, anacha outside. In my hand, that's considered anacha, that's a placement. basically from you're going to be chayav. Good. Or you stretch your hand out to me. You took something from my hand, the mm-hmm. poor man. And then you brought it inside. So you did an akira from my hand outside. Brought it inside and then put it down. So balabayit v'ichnis. Balabayit chayav. So now the balabayit is going to be chayav because you did akira and anacha either way. Vehani patur, and the ani is going to be patur again. And here, lechat mutar, he didn't do anything. He was just passive all along. He accepted, but he didn't do anything. And therefore, the ani is completely clear. The balabayit is chayab because he did akiran anacha. So we just illustrated the two examples of isur da'oraita for the person standing outside, and the two examples of isur da'oraita for the person standing inside, where each one did in the two, the four cases we gave so far, two cases each, where each of the parties did. The entire process that would make him chayav of akira and anacha. Clear so far? So, first yeah. case is he stretches his hand out to Balabayas. In, in, in the second grouping? Se- yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Exactly. Outside. Exactly. And the second case is where he would reach, take, reach and just put it Bring back. it inside. So, he did akira outside, anacha inside. Exactly. Good. So far, so good. This, These cases we just illustrated are where one person did both of the actions that are necessary to be chayav. Mm-hmm. Good? So the person who did the Avera is Chayav. The one who was passive is Lachatchila Mutar. He didn't do anything wrong. Now we're going to illustrate Shehen Arba. So what are the examples that are Asur Midrabanan? The other two examples. So I already told you, but the other two examples are going to be where we shared the Isur, essentially. I, one person did the Akira. The other one did the Anacha. Now this is not Asur on a Doraita level. But it's Asur on a rabbinic level. They're both going to be Patur, but it's Asur on a rabbinic level. Patur aval Asur. Sometimes we say Patur in the Mishnayot. Uh, sometimes we say Asur, it's actually Asur v'chayav, but here it means Asur, and it, but it's Patur as well. We're going to see. That's the examples here. So let's see. Patur from the Onish? Exactly. It means you're not Chayav uh, Chatat, you're not Chayav Skila, etc. Et so it's like a loophole. Well, no, loophole, I meaning it's, it's not going to be Asur. Da'oraita. It's, it's a rabbinic enactment because they don't want you, if you do half of the action, so you might end up doing the entire action. If you only do the Akira and the other one does the Anacha, so you might end up also doing the Anacha. That's the problem. And you might fall into an Isur Da'oraita. So this is a rabbinic Isur. Mm-hmm. Let's see the examples now. So now the Ani is standing outside. He stretches his hand inside. I stretch my hand inside with something. 
Okay, so yeah. I'm not on the outside. I did the Akira, I stretched my hand inside and I'm holding something, but now I didn't put it in your hand. If I put it in your hand, who is Chayav? Me, because yeah, I, I did Akira and Anacha. But instead, Vinatal Balabayat Mitocha. The Balabayat took it from my hand. You hear the difference? I didn't put it in the Balabayat's hand. He took it from my hand. And then he puts it down. So I did the Akira outside. I put it in my hand inside. He, he took it and he did the Anacha. So each of us did half of the action here. <clears throat> The Balabai took from my hand. That's case number one. Or the Balabai put something in my hand, and then the Ani brought it outside. So now the Balabai did the Akiran Rashut Tayachid in his own domain. He put it in my hand. I took it outside to the public domain, and then I put it down. It means I did the So in the first example we just gave, the Ani did the Akira, the Balabai did the in the second example, the Balabayit did Anacha in private domain, put it in my hand, I put my hand outside, and then put it down, and I did Anacha outside. Mm -hmm. Okay, everybody see? Yeah, Rabim Leyachid and uh, Each one did half. Akira and... Exactly. And Ashir is doing the Anacha and doing from Rashut Rabim Leyachid. Exactly. Right? Good. Shneem Pturin. So the Mishnah says they're both Patur. Now, Patur does not mean it's Mutar. They're exempt. But it's patur aval asur. Okay, that's what it means. It means asur midrabanan. And again, the reason the rabbi said this is problematic is because if you start off doing an akira, or you do the anacha, the case of where you start off doing the akira, you might end up doing anacha as well, which would be asur daoraita. And even if you're at the end of it, you're doing the anacha only, the problem is, in the future, you might also incorporate an akira with that, and then that would actually be again an asur daoraita. So the rabbis banned this. Okay, that's the next two. The final two cases in the Mishnah, which is the flip. Those were examples where, 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 again, the first two examples in the last part of the Mishnah is the Ani stretched his hand inside and he, the Balabai took something from him. So Ani did Akira, Balabai did Anacha. Or in the reverse, the Balabai did the, aki, the Akira, put it in my hand, I did Anacha outside. Okay? Final two examples. Pashat Balabai did Yadola Chutz, the Balabai stretched his hand outside with something, with bread, let's say. So the Balabayit did Akira. I took it from the Balabayit's hand and did the Anacha and Rishut HaRabim. So now he did Akira, I did the Anacha outside. And then he took from his hand. Or he took from his hand and brought it inside. It means the Balabayit stretched out his hand to the Ani. He took from the hands of the Ani outside. One second. And brought it inside. Uh, sorry, so I put it in his hand. I put it into the hand of the Balabai to stretch his hand outside. He brought his hand inside and put it down. So I did the Akira outside. He did the Anacha inside. Again, Shneem Turin, they're both going to be Patur because again, either I did the Akira, you did the Anacha, or vice versa, and therefore they're going to be Patur. Now, there's something very important to explain over here before we finish off. We said it's Shtayim Shehein Arba, two which is four. But if you're following, really it should be eight cases, not four cases. Because let's remember, we said we're in the first part of the Mishnah, if the Ani does both parts, and we illustrated how it could be the Ani doing both parts. We also illustrated how the Balabayat could do both parts with two cases, which are Asumi Daoraita and Halbichayami Daoraita. Fine. But then we moved on to illustrate four more cases. Everybody saw we did four more cases, two examples where the Ani does the Akira and the Balabayit does the Anacha, and two examples where the Balabayit does the Akira, and the Ani does the Anacha. What's that? 
Now hold on. The problem is ultimately if we're saying that it, they're both asur to do this. So it actually comes out that there's eight examples of isur. So why does it say shtayim shehein arba? Oh, two, which is four. Right. Two, no, but four. But it's only four. It's only four. Yeah. Four and four is eight. Mm. Listen. Listen. No, but listen, Shema. In the let's say let's take the last four cases. Mm -hmm. They're both asur. Yeah. If each if I did in each of these examples, they're both going to be asur. What they're doing. It's asur. Each. Yeah. That means there's four more examples but for each of them. No, there's eight. That's why there's eight. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't say eight. No. So what does it mean when it says? No, there's eight for there's eight for each one. Eight for each one. Think about it. Because there's eight for each one. It's not Shtayim Shein Arba. It's really two, which is eight, if you want to say it, or four, which is eight. But the point is, it's really eight. Because there's four more cases, and if they're both doing something asur, so that means that really there's eight examples. So Rashi explains, just to be finish off here with this, the mish it is asur, it is asur, but we're only including those where you're starting off, you're doing the Akira. When it lists the number two, which is four, the Mishnah is... It is a sur to do the anachah by itself as well, not to be not to not to be confusing. It is a sur because the concern is if you do the anachah by itself now, you might do it later, including akira, which make you chayav midaoraita. But it only writes it only writes exactly. So that's why it only writes two, which is four, because it's highlighting where would there be more of a concern where you start it off, even though you're not doing the anachah after. If you start off the akira, there's more of an issue right now. That you're going to finish it off and do anachah as well to be chayav midaoraita. So again, not to be clear, it's also a sort to engage and only to do the anachah midrabanan. But the Mishnah is only including in the number over here the examples where you either do both akira and anachah, or you start off the akira because then there's more of a concern that you'll finish off with anachah as well, which is an isur daoraita. Okay, so we're going to stop here. God willing, we'll pick up. Stop at the bottom of Bet Mudal. If we'll pick up with the Gemara tomorrow, challenging the format of this Mishnah. Any questions? We'll stop here, Bazat Hashem. That's the last Rashi, right? You see? Yeah. You might